everybody. Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Mordecai Arba as a featured guest on the show. And if you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Mordecai is the founder of Ecom Hunt, which is an online platform that you can use to find the latest winning products that are proven to sell. Mordecai is also a professional dropshipper and continues to raise the bar. He's been keeping it real. This brother's been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Mordecai is one of the few that has a really good blog on the topic of dropshipping. His platform and tutorials has helped out thousands of people in the e-commerce dropshipping. I tell you, time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Mordecai, thanks for joining us. How's it going? It's going really good. That was a, an amazing intro, actually. <laughs> you made me smile for a second. <laughs> awesome really stuff, good man. Well, hey, you deserve it. You deserve it for sure. You've been making a big impact in the space of, of e-commerce dropshipping. And I'm really glad to have you on the podcast today. And actually, before we get things started, I've been doing this now because of, you know, we're going through historic times. The date of this interview, so for those that, that are listening to the audio podcast, the date is June 6th. You know, we're going through historic times right now. In the United States, the country's looking to open up for business, even though there's no real cure for this pandemic that's going on. And then also in the United States, we've been dealing with two weeks of protests, you know, dealing with stuff related to civil rights and things like that in the United States. So that, that's what's currently going on at the moment as we're still doing online business and things like that. But I would say, as we dive into everything, maybe for the audience, so that you can introduce yourself, you can share your journey into e-commerce and dropshipping. Yes, yeah, so, uh, that's actually an interesting uh, story because I never really saw any ads on the internet about e-commerce or uh, not like many people. I heard about e-commerce for the first time from a friend and it was about solo ads, if someone knows what it is. Basically, solo ads <laughs> is when you pay someone with a big email list, a few, a few dollars to share a message to his list. So it would be basically sending your offer to his list. And this is what I actually started doing. And I lost so much money there. I can vouch for myself and tell that I never had any success with solo ads. <laughs> it was a, a big failure. And then the person that I was following into solo ads started to sell Teespring t-shirts online. It was uh, designing t-shirts and doing print on demand. I recall that when I saw it, I was like, man, this is perfect for me because I have the background. I was uh, a developer, a web developer. And way before doing any development, I was uh, a web designer. So okay. when I saw that you can design something, put it on a t-shirt, and this company called Teespring will take care of the printing, shipping, handling, and collect the money and do everything for you. It was like it sounded like a good deal for me, so I started doing that, and this is basically the first time that I was introduced to what you call now e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Wow, man, that's awesome! And it's cool to know that you were a web designer as well. And so, what year was that when you were starting out at that time? 2014 is the year where I started doing solo ads and uh, Teespring and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, this was actually the first time I heard about e-commerce when I did those uh, t-shirts. And 
just fast forwarding the, the conversation here. Yeah. So actually, the first time I did drop shipping, I think it was in the same year, like about five months later, after I failed so many times doing t-shirts, I, I found a way, like you find your own method to make those t-shirts win. At some point, you understand the system and you start making money. And this is when you you finally understand that there is a huge potential in this business. And I'm just like uh, the tip of the iceberg, if this is how you say it. So yeah. <laughs> one day I get a call from a friend. He says like, hey man, I found out the next huge thing. And it was all about print on demand back then. And it was like, I'm super excited to tell you about it, but I, I cannot reveal any content yet. I need to test it. And I will talk to you in about two weeks with more info if it's working or not. I, I don't want to give you like false... Uh, how do you call it? I, I don't want you to be happy for nothing, for no reason. So <laughs> he made me wait. He made me wait, and after a week, I get a call from him again, and he's like, "Dude, you, you remember I told you I will call you in two weeks? Well, I'm calling you now. This is this new thing is exploding, and you gotta tap into it." And I was like, "What are you talking about? We're doing t-shirts. Like, what can you possibly find that is better than what we're doing right now?" And he said, "Shopify." <laughs> This is all he said. I was like, what is Shopify? And he started to explain. He told me, you go to AliExpress, you find this uh, necklace that costs, for example, I don't know, $3. You put it on your online store and you price it a bit more to gain, to make your commission basically. And when you get an order, you simply order it on AliExpress for the customers. And this is the first time I heard about dropshipping. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And then as you started to explore it, what what was like, you know, outside looking in, people see people see and hear success stories and they, you know, to a lot of people outside looking in, it looks like an overnight success. But the reality is it takes some work behind there. So I was wondering if you could share that. Like, did it just happen overnight for you or like did you have to work to find out what was selling? Well, the day when I actually hit a, uh, a winner, you know, when I actually found my first winning product, it happened like, like this, like it was uh, uh, that night success. <laughs> but up until this point, I was failing over and over. So I tested, I think that in the t-shirt print on demand uh, niche, I think I tested over a hundred different designs until I actually understood what kind of design would work. By that time, I actually became really good at Facebook ads because I launched over 100 different campaigns on Facebook. So it gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of experience with Facebook ads. So when I actually got into dropshipping, I already, uh, you can call it mastered the Facebook ads skill, but I didn't know how to price my product. I didn't know which product. I didn't know which niche should I go into it. And actually, I think that the first niche that I ever got into was uh, makeup and mm. I have no idea I don't know <laughs> shit about makeup man it's like yeah it's a whole a whole new world for me and I remember sending a message to one of these gurus back in the days I don't even remember his name but I, I remember sending him a message and telling like hey can you be like really nice to me and tell me what am I doing wrong with my store and I sent him my store and he's like dude, you're doing makeup. This is the worst niche you could ever pick if you're a man. Like if you're wearing a woman and you look good, perfect. But you're a man and you don't know anything about it. So this is probably the reason. 
eventually it was wrong. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I, I, I was uh, persistent and I kept trying this makeup niche until I found like this sub, sub, sub niche in the makeup industry. I found that one product after testing so many different that was in some way related to this really sub niche. This is when I started to get sales. I was still in the loss, actually. I, I did make profit, but it was just covering all the expenses, all the testing I did, all the ads, everything. So it took me about two months to just get to the point where I'm breaking even, you know? Mm -hmm. And from there on, it was easier, but it was still really difficult because when we were dropshipping in 2014, you didn't have all of the solutions you have today. So logistics was really hard. Like very few people were dropshipping in 2014. So it was a, a whole new thing to Chinese people in AliExpress. So you had to educate them and explain them what you need. And then you need to find an agent in China that will accept to do dropshipping for you. You didn't have Oberlo, uh, Wii U, or uh, what they, they call CJ dropshipping and all of these solutions to easily solve the problems of the logistics. So we had like big problems back in the day. And I think that now is the best time to start dropshipping. You have everything <laughs> solved, like Facebook ads, you have like unlimited amount of courses online, videos, everything is free. You can learn everything for free. You don't even have to pay money. Mm -hmm. Logistics is already solved. There are so many softwares that will do the job and they will do it good. And also Facebook ads, like now it's super easy. Like they made their interface look so good and so user friendly that it's so much simpler than when we, we started in 2014. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. And uh, I mean, the, the challenges so where you had less competition, but, you know, you had to, you had to really put in the work to, to build it up, set up the arrangements for logistics, take a lot of learning for, for ads and things like that. So yeah, thanks for sharing that for sure. And then as you've seen that, that transition, so now, you know, fast forward, like some of those, those tools, you know, how did that, that help build your business over time? Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely, I think that the tools that you have right now are perfect for you to get started and they will help you in the future as well. Uh -huh. I think that the difference between now and then is that we had to find those solutions. We had to create them. We had to actually invent those solutions. And each yeah. dropshipper out there was creating the same solution for himself. So everyone was creating those solutions for themselves. And there wasn't like this big solution for everyone. So this is, this is what we had to face back then. So uh, like yeah. I said, like now it's really the best time to start. Yeah, because I remember, and and you were featured on Oberlo, a meeting with Jessica, and Jessica yeah. was a previous guest on the podcast as well. Nice. And I remember hearing the story of Thomas Slemus, like you said, building the solutions out of necessity because it wasn't around back then. And then is that what led to, like, what's the story behind Ecom Hunt? And was that part of that? Yeah, we, we can say that, but it was like, it didn't came from a struggle. It came from a, I, I don't, I don't remember having this kind of pain that I didn't know which product to sell because when you scroll on Facebook, basically this is when I started uh, with the e-command idea. I, we spend a lot of time on Facebook. We spend 
like at least one hour a day scrolling that feed. If it's uh, when we're chilling, if it's uh, when we are going to the toilet or whatever, we just scroll all the time on the feed. And <laughs> we get so many ads on Facebook. And what most people do, this is what I did back then. I was clicking this uh, tiny save button on each e-commerce ad I saw. And I was clicking the ad, going to the website, making sure that the, the, the e-commerce store pixel, the Facebook pixel of that store will record me. And next time when they launch new ads, I will get them first as a customer. So my feed started to get so many products every day. And I was like, I need to test this one and I need to test that one. And I need to test all of the products that I'm seeing. But in reality, you can only test maybe one or two, max three products a week if you're a one-man company. So Mm -hmm. what happened is that I had like this huge library of products that I, I knew that will work because they were already proven to sell. But I always forgot about them because they were in this uh, tiny folder that's called saved on Facebook and you never reach this page on Facebook. So that's basically when I, I realized that I needed some kind of a blog, some kind of uh, a personal website where I can take the ad put it there, targeting ideas, description, and everything. So when the day comes and I need to test this product, I already have everything on one page. And this is pretty, pretty much Ecomant, the first version, actually. <laughs> this was, uh, <laughs> this was ba- back then. Oh, that's awesome. And I think that leads to, to a common question, and I was wondering if you could help answer it for Ecomant, mm-hmm. because some people feel... Like, okay, if, if you're sharing some of the products out there that it supposedly is going to get saturated before people get a chance to use it. And I was wondering if you could help yeah, address yeah. that. I, we actually get this question a lot. Like, I think at least two or three times a day. And <laughs> the, the, answer, the answer to this question is actually more simple than what people think. The products are being sold by many people. That's right. The more people sell it, the harder it will get. So what you have to do when you find a product that is proven to sell, because if you go to Google Trends or if you go to uh, Amazon or AliExpress, you will see that some products are being sold all over the year. Like they are always in trend and they're selling like mass amounts of orders. So how do they do it if everyone is selling the same product? How could it still be a selling? So a good product will always sell. A bad a creative, so for example, if you do an ad on Facebook, if, you're, if you think you can just take what the same ad that everyone is using, put it on Facebook and get sales, then this is wrong. You need to, to bring your, your angle. You need to bring something new about the product. You need to, to, pour, to pour some new light on this product. And you do that by creating a new marketing kit. So you need to, to film a new video. You need to show new features. Maybe find a better version of that proven to sell product. So many products in China get every year get improved. They add new features. They make it better. So there is one product that I saw a few days ago. It's the air portable air conditioner. It's a tiny box and it should keep you cold in some in the warm days of the summer. The first versions of this product were really bad. <laughs> People were buying it and they, they, they gave like really bad feedbacks about it. 
But a few days ago, I checked AliExpress and Amazon and I found some new versions of uh, this product and the reviews were actually good. So the Chinese heard the feedback, they got a feedback, they fixed the product and now the product is better. So this is the time to take like the upgraded product, make some new videos and launch your new ads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, really good. And we have some questions coming in from the audience already. And one of them is from, I just caught the one on Instagram here from Jamie. She said two things. One, she was wondering, what's your Instagram account? Okay. Do you use Instagram? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't use Instagram. <laughs> no. So that's why you don't see Mordecai on, on yeah. Instagram. We have, okay. we have an Instagram then, for Ecomant. You can search for Ecomant official. Uh, you can follow uh-huh. what we do there, but I don't have a personal Instagram. Okay. And then the second one was, do you still drop ship? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. I don't, I don't do, I don't do like we did a few years ago when we were like scaling art big time, you know, to the six and seven figures. Now we are all about staying in the loop, like always keeping track of the changes in the industry and the changes on Facebook ads and basically be on top of the dropshipping business all of the time. So we are doing dropshipping, but even if you find a winner, we will not even try to scale it. We just do it to be on top of the content and on top of the, the industry uh, changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. It's like a good way to keep a pulse on the market and still still keep an edge, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really good. And we have another question on YouTube from Dan. He said, what do you think are the best for now and for the future of sourcing products and shipping? If I got the question right, I think yeah. <laughs> he's referring to which company or which service should they use to fulfill their products. Yeah. I think that it depends on how many sales you're getting. So a while ago, I had this conversation with a friend of mine and we we're talking about the differences between the, the growth of different dropshipping stores. So. If you're selling, like, a, for example, up to $5,000 a month, you will probably be good with simply shipping the products from directly from AliExpress using some kind of an automation app to send those products from there. But when you start getting a lot of orders, and this is probably from $5,000 up to five figures, you will want to find your own agent in China that will take care of your orders as you go big. And as soon as you're Getting to the six figures, the age, most of the, the agents will not be able to work with you in this uh, part because it will be too many orders for them. So you will have to start looking for your own warehouses in China or in your United States or maybe buy a bulk of products in China and ship them directly to the, the country that you are selling in and ship from there. So the bigger you yeah. get you need to change solutions. You cannot like do seven figures just shipping from AliExpress. It will probably break down in some part. So uh, yeah, this is... this. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, very, very well said. And, and the way Mordecai described it is, and it's a part that you want to listen to over again for the audience because there's different levels as you're going up. So you can go from, from testing to find that winner to where you found it and now you're you're beginning to build some increased volume 
But then if you're really going to the scale, then that's where you're, I would say you're technically not drop shipping anymore because you're acquiring the inventory and then to use some type of fulfillment center locally to have better uh, logistics and things like that. So it's all different levels, folks. And Mordecai just laid it out for you right there for sure, which is great. Another question that came in, she asked this from Instagram. She said, does he do music? So she saw a record plaque in the back. Uh, so maybe you could help describe that for the audience. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I do music. So uh, the answer is yes, but this is not a music record. It's actually uh, an award that you get when you build a 70-figure sales funnels using ClickFunnels platform. So if you build this one sales funnel of whatever product you're selling and you reach the seven figures in profit in sales, you will be getting uh, one of these behind me. So uh, this is what it, yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome for sure. Yeah. And with ClickFunnels, so that's actually something that I do. I, I kind of, you know, I think it was about a year and a half ago when, when ClickFunnels enabled the integration with Shopify and I started to create, I called it dropship funnels. And uh, so I started to use the, the ClickFunnels platform and the marketing aspects of what you can do and the sales funnel of what you can do with ClickFunnels and then have Shopify as a backend, you know, platform for the logist, you know, to help get the order fulfillment going. So I was curious, like, what did, what did you re- receive that for? Actually, for the same reason as you, I got it for an e-commerce product that we sold. I think it was back in 2000, maybe 16, if I remember. Wow. Yeah, we, I found this uh, photography product. I don't know if I have it around me anywhere. No, I don't have it. Basically, I created this funnel, and it was one of the first funnels on e-commerce. Uh, I recall that when I looked into it, I didn't find any e-commerce funnels. So it was kind of a struggle to build this uh, first one. And we started to do funnel for this product. And as soon as I saw that we're getting sales, I started to add those upsell. So basically an upsell is when the customer is paying for the product. And instead of getting to the thank you page, we are giving them a one-time offer to buy uh, an additional product, which will increase our sale over the average. Yeah. So this is what I did. And like you said, there was no... Back then, there was no solution for Shopify, actually. We had to send the orders to something called uh, <laughs> ShipStation. I don't know if you know this company. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. integration with ShipStation. And I sent access to the ShipStation to the agent in China. And this is how we worked back then. It was a mess. And at some point, we did what you did. We hooked the funnel to a Shopify store. So we were buying customer where the user acquisition, the customer acquisition was made using that funnel, we were breaking in even on the funnel. Like we didn't make any profit on the funnel, we're breaking even, but our backend was super strong. Like we're selling using email marketing, we're selling using uh, retargeting ads, remarketing ads, and all of the traffic were sent back to the Shopify stores. So it was like, you know, like a circle, like a loop. We're bringing customers to the funnel and then we're selling them again on the Shopify store. And this is where we were making our profits on the, the back end. Wow, that's really awesome. And I'd say for the audience, yeah, again, this is the part that you want to re-listen to over again because he just described that whole workflow and the power of what the sales funnels can, can do. 
and there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. So like, I mean, basically, you know, one of the first things that you're doing also is like building the list, right? So, exactly. you know, you're having customers coming in and you're building the list mm. and you're able to follow up effectively with, with more irresistible offers was what I call it. And then, you know, you could send them, you know, send them to your Shopify store, which, which is more of like a catalog, right? Of, yeah. of your best deals and things like that. And it leads me to a question, like, do you take more of like a single product approach or like a niche approach or a general store? Like people fall into those three categories. Yes. I'm curious what you do. So like you said, this is a, a tough question because many people give different advices about how to approach this specific question. I like to go from the drill down an app. So what I mean is that I first find a product, then I research if it's even possible to go into a niche after I have this product. And I always, yeah. and when I find that niche of the specific product, I check if I can find other proven to sell products within the same niche. So you go up the same way you go up with your orders and you need to move between AliExpress to an agent to a warehouse and you know all of this changing as you grow. So the same process will be when you're starting your store or dropship journey. So you find a product, then you need to check if the niche is all right. And then you check if you have a big catalog of products that you can tap into once you, you crack the first one, the winner. Yeah. Yeah. No, very well said for sure. It actually leads me to a question. This, this was one that I think can help a lot of people, you know, right now I would say, and kind of like what you said in the beginning, like, you know, there's never been a better time to, to start your own online business. And I think, you know, in the United States, there's over 40 million people that lost their job. So they're now looking to start their own online business. So the, the question that I have is like, imagine you had a couple thousand dollars to your name. And in these current times, if you were to start all over again, but knowing what you know now, what would you do over the next 30 days to start a business that actually makes money and why? First of all, I got to say that this question is a bit uh, unfair for the beginners, for the people that are listening, because there is an experience gap and a know-how gap. So today I know exactly what it feels like to spend those $1,000 or $500 into the business. So now I know what will I get and I will know what to do with the, the, the information I just got with this money. So when you get started, and I'm, I'm trying to remember myself getting started, I recall that every dollar spent on Facebook ads was painful. Like you're expecting to get a sale when you spend $1 or yeah. 2 or 5 or even... $10, but you don't get that. And this is actually the wrong way to start this dropshipping business. So if I had to do it from the start, from the beginning, I would focus on uh, building a list. Because most people think that what their goal is to find a winner, launch it, and make profit. This is what people have in mind. This is the steps that you need to have in mind, but you have a missing parts within this three-step formula, like it's more like a five or six-step formula. So what you really want to do, and this is what I would do if I had a few hundred dollars in my pocket, I would start with micro testing. So I would take like uh, different products and micro test each one of them with small budgets. And the reason I want to do that is to, first of all, 
find which product has the biggest traction, which one has the, the best results on the, the marketplace. Once I know that, I can be ready to spend more money. So instead of taking the entire budget and put it on one product and risk everything on that specific product, I would separate it to different products and do micro testing. And as soon as I see one of them is starting to, to give me like good results, and I don't mean sales when I say good results, I mean cheap clicks, uh, basically to get to reach many people for not, not much money. So this is what I'm looking for. And once I find it, I started to dig more into that audience and in, into that product. And this is when I will start to invest more money on the ad and start to crafting my way into the first sale. And another thing that I want to add with this answer is something we mentioned earlier when you said we're one, we want to build a list. And I, I talked about it with uh, Jessica on the YouTube uh, video that you mentioned earlier. Guys, something that I say to people that ask me this question. If you're losing money, the question you need to ask yourself is not, is it a bad product? No. The first question you need to ask yourself, are you capable of closing that gap until you get to the breaking even point? So if you're getting a sale and you lost $10, that only means that you need to close a gap of $10. And the question you need to ask yourself is, Am I capable of closing this gap? So this is the first part of the answer. And the second one would be, if you're breaking even, guys, this is huge. This is great news, guys. <laughs> when I'm finding a breaking even product, I'm super excited because it only means that I can maybe increase the price of the product by $1 and I will be profitable with extra $1. I can add an upsell and make maybe even $10 extra. I can find a way to lower the costs. I can do so many things. Like there, there are endless options to increase that profit. So if you're breaking even, congratulations, guys. If you're losing money, try to figure <laughs> out how you're closing this gap. Very true. Yeah, because, you know, Russell Brunson says it very well where he calls it a self-liquidating mm -hmm. offer. So, which means that if you have enough where, you know, the product can just pay for itself, pay for the advertising, and that means the importance of like why Mordecai said, have that list, because now everything else after that is like free money. You know, you're working with your list and giving them that next irresistible offer and that follow-up is just an amazing thing. So if, if you have it at a point where even if it's break even, you don't see that, but you got to think a little bit further down the road. And yeah, I agree with that. It's an awesome, awesome thing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I thought about it. And now with this situation that many offline businesses are getting closed because of this pandemic, something that I just realized yeah. is that people don't take seriously online business. This is a really wrong mindset. If you're starting an online business, please treat it like an offline business. Like if you're opening a new restaurant, what would be your action on the first day you're opening the, the restaurant? What would you do? You will start giving away free food. You will start giving like huge promotions to bring people in. Why? Because you know that if it tastes your food, it would understand that it's good and it would want to come back again and he would tell about it to his friends. And this is how you build 
a business, a long-term business. So it's the same thing with online. Like if you're finding a product, don't try to make it profitable from day one. Maybe give it for free. Maybe maybe give a mm-hmm. 50, for example, if it costs like, uh, I don't know, $10 on AliExpress, most people will take it, multiply by three and try to sell it for $30. And what I do, what I do even with all the experience and all of uh, uh, the thing we mentioned earlier, <laughs> What will I do is I will take that product and I will price it for $15, just a commission of $5, because all I'm interested in right now is to build that list, to build a customer base that will come back again and buy my products all over again. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. It actually has me curious. So do you even try like the free plus shipping approach? I I did it a few times, but uh, I was never a fan of this method because it sounds Mm -hmm. a bit fishy. You know, it sounds like uh, when you see an ad that says, get this product for free, you get (laughs) the wrong type of customers. Like you get all of the people that are, you get two types of people. So the first one would be the curious people (laughs) that we say, Maybe it's a scam, but I need to check it out. And the second type of people would be the people that fell into it, but they fell into it because they thought it's free. So you're getting so much traffic to your store, and most of it is just junk. So I prefer to Mm -hmm. price low my products and get relevant people and uh, my Facebook pixel learning information about real customers, people with money, people that add a buy intent and real buy intent and not just, I want to see if I can get this for free. So this is my, my opinion about free plus yeah. shipping, but definitely works. I've seen many people do it. Some of them got to seven figures and even more. Yeah. So it's working, just not my type of doing e-commerce. Yeah. No, very, very well said. And it's a good point because, you know, you're basically describing you want quality customers as opposed to like what you just described that, there could be a bunch of people that are just looking, you know, for something for free, but they may not then, you know, want the the next thing related to that particular niche or, or product line. That's really good for sure. We have some more questions that are coming in here. Let's see here. We got Daniel, Daniel on YouTube. He said, are smaller and cheaper products better to sell right now because of shipping costs and customs. Yeah, you definitely have that problem right now with the shipping getting expensive. That's actually a question that depends on your own budget. So if you have a big budget for marketing, you can test high tickets. But if you don't have, go for low tickets product, go for cheap products, because eventually what happens is that you need to invest at least 1.5, a multiple of 1.5 on the price of the product on your Facebook ads. So if you're selling a $5 product, be ready to spend at least $15. So if you will try to sell a $100 products, you will have to multiply it 1.5. So it's $350 to get your first sale. So it's all about budget. It's not really, it doesn't really matter if the shipping is expensive or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. And this actually leads to the next question. So even let's, you know, I think the term like winning products gets thrown out kind of loosely, like what really makes, what is a winning product? Maybe you can help define that for the audience. A winning product can be actually a lot of stuff, but I would try to, I try to, uh, uh, to give a (laughs) clue here about what it is. 
basically, you need to solve a problem that would be the number one if you can solve a problem with your product and there is an audience to it. So, I'm kind of, so some people solve problems. For example, there was the fidget spinner, if you remember it. And I saw a new product, yeah. uh, a, new, a newer version of it. It's like a pen spinner. So I saw it and I was like, yeah, you did <laughs> a spinner, which is a trendy product, but what kind of problem does it solve? Like, what is the pain behind it? So when you, you're trying to look for a solving problem kind of a product, make sure that you have an audience that is big enough with the same pain, with the same product that you can actually solve. And it's not like your own personal problem that you're solving here. So this would be the, the number one. The second one is, uh, it's funny, but I see it a lot on Facebook. There are products that on first look, when you first see the product, you don't quite understand what it is. Like it makes you curious about it. So if you, if you see a product that in, in the first time you see it, you don't quite understand what it is, that's a good sign. Then you would go to the second part and actually check if it's doing something, like if it's solving a problem or it's just a weird product that <laughs> does, doesn't do anything. So the first one would be, does it catches your eye when you're seeing it? And the second one would be, is it solving a problem? Mm -hmm. And the second type of products would be the wow effect. Like when you see it, you say like, I need that product, you know? So it doesn't have to be a solving problem kind of product but it has a different gimmick to it that makes you go, wow. So for example, a product that we did really good with was a, yeah. a tripod ad for camera, which uh, automatically spins when you hook your phone oh, on wow. it. You have like this controller and you can make it turn left or right. So you have this, uh, you put your phone on it and you can film like uh, 360 videos or pictures or whatever, or make like these uh, huge uh, landscape videos, panoramic, I think this is what they call it. And so when I saw this product, yeah. I was like, okay, it's not solving like a serious problem. Like it's not like someone going outside and says, damn, I need to make a panoramic picture here and I don't have the, the, the tool to make it. But I did saw a cool gimmick in it. Like when you, you can take it and you can make those amazing pictures that you can share with your family and look cool about it. So yeah, this, this is what I really liked about it. And we tested this product. We took the, the, the iPhone and we went outside and started to shoot a video, a commercial video using my iPhone 6, I think, back, back then. The video went viral. We got like <laughs> two, almost 2 million views on this ad. And it was all filmed with my iPhone. No expensive wow. camera, no expensive tools or production team, just my iPhone. And... We're going outside and shooting the, the, the product and it did the trick. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's a really good point, you know, as far as like buying, you know, the products and then doing the videos, you know, I recommend that too, especially kind of the approach, like I'll, I'll continue to, to test, test, test multiples. And when I see something, then, you know, quickly acquire the product and then try to do more creatives with it. Has that been your approach as well? Like, you know, wanting to do yeah, like yes. your own creatives on the products? It's almost the same as you said, but uh, I do like to test the product before. So what will I do is I will test the product and yeah. see if I'm getting some kind of traction, some kind of information that validates my gut feeling about this product. And if I'm seeing that I'm getting the results that I want, and again, it doesn't yeah. have to be sales, 
It can be clicks or uh, impressions or reach. So if I'm getting this information and it's positive, this is when I will, uh, like you said, I will order the product, wait for it to come to get to my place, shoot a video, shoot pictures, and launch new ads using my marketing material. Yeah. Wow, that's really awesome for sure. So hopefully the audience are catching that, that, you know, it's it's part of the process and there's more to it, right? So then even related to, there's there's questions mm-hmm. that are coming in about shipping. Even ordering the product, you get an idea about the shipping times. Correct. Does it actually come within the times that, that you're hoping for and getting your hands on the product just to see that it is that it is a solid quality product. Related to shipping, people are asking, how do you deal with like long shipping times and you know what shipping times yeah, are like yeah. too long? Too long, I think it's uh, above 21 days. I think like three weeks would be, uh, uh, we start to get into this uh, too long shipping. But actually now people understand mm-hmm. that there is a mess out there. So most yeah. people that buy online don't really expect to get it fast because of the the, the situation. So if you just write on your product description or on the top wire of your store like due to the pandemic we have a small uh i don't know an estimation of the the delay for example between 14 days up to uh 24 or 25 and even if the, the the customer didn't get the product by that time frame you can always send a message and tell him like hey we're truly sorry we know that you expected to get it today but due to the situation, we, have, we still have a delay and we'll probably get it within one or two weeks. And in most cases, people will understand that mm-hmm. and will, t- will tell you like, thank you for being honest and thank you for the information and the ads up. And you can also even to take advantage of this email into offering them another discount code for the next purchase. So this is how you bring them back to your store. So I like, hey, I'm sorry, you have a delay on your order, but just in case, take 20% off on your next purchase as a goodwill of making stuff better between us, like uh, between the, re- the relation uh, with our store. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. That's a really good tip for sure. Yeah, because I think people are, are kind of dealing with that, trying to understand the shipping times. But like you said, with the current times, you know, people are understanding to the current situation and and the shipping and things like that, for sure. Man, this is awesome stuff. And uh, there's many other questions that are coming in, but I want to be respectful of your time as well. So this is really good. But I wanted to to talk even a little bit further about Ecom Hunt. And I'm actually showing it on my screen right now. Uh, I'm a client as well. So I do, you know, as part of the product research. I lean on Ecom Hunt as well as far as the recommendations and the information that they promote and give. And then also the blog that you guys do is very current and informative along through there. So I was wondering if you could talk more about, about Ecom Hunt and the services there. Yeah, yeah. So like you said, uh, Ecom Hunt is a software to find the trending winning product that are currently proven to sell. I think that there's one thing that I want my audience to know, maybe the people that I still don't know that are listening to this podcast or watching the live right now, is that for me, it's a win-win situation. So if my customers get sales, they will stay being a member. So my goal is to do whatever I can to help them build a successful online store. So 
Basically, within e-command, you will find the products. You will find everything you need to know about those products. So we are doing a good research, giving you the links. If it's AliExpress, Amazon, suppliers on Alibaba, we give you influencers. If you're into Instagram influencers, you have influencers that are related to those products on each page. And we also have like this one-on-one consultant. So you can send, it's called Jack Ching. You can click on it. It's on every single page on e-command. And you can send him a message and ask question about your ads, your store. You can uh, ask him to do uh, like if you're struggling with whatever on your uh, dropshipping business, you can just send him a message and he will answer your questions. We're doing the blog, like you mentioned, so we are pouring like a ton of information. They're like really practical stuff, and the guy that is behind it is actually Daniel Aloni. He's the the, the content writer of the Ecoman blog. And I have to give him a huge credit for uh, doing like really good content because many people don't know it, but Daniel is a six-figure seller himself and he's doing print-on-demand and dropshipping and he's giving a lot of his time to write these practical tips on the blog. So yeah. I think that people should do it that. It takes time. And it takes time. It takes <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. And also in the Jack uh, Kaching profile, there's a person behind it. It's a real person. He's actually a dropshipper himself and he's making also sales. So you will be getting help for real people with real experience and not just just like theoretical uh, stuff. More stuff that I come are coming to Ecomant is uh, one of them is the Ecomant Live. It's a new feature that we're updating like in the next few days. It's not even launched yet, but uh, oh, cool. now you know about it. And basically yeah. what you will do, it will scan all of the products on Ecomant and will build a list of 50 products that are currently trending and you will be able to see in which countries it's trending. So it will give you an advantage on which markets you should start selling these products. We do have a few more features, a few more stuff that are coming up, but I cannot yet reveal them. Anyhow, if you have any questions about e-command, we're live on the chat almost 24 hours a day. We have the group on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We try to stay up to date all over the place, which is kind of hard, but we do our best. So yeah, I, I think that this is it. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And I've been uh, sharing it on the screen as well. And even the thing that you talked about, so the Kaching chat and and everything that's out there. So for the audience listening, you could tell, you know, they've, they've been putting a lot of work behind there to to try to best help as far as getting your business off the ground, finding some success and things like that. And I think it's just really awesome. It's a great thing that that you're doing for sure. So as we bring things to a wrap, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, so uh, I like um, tips. You mean tips, yeah? <laughs> Just uh, like I said earlier, yeah. if they, or, they got it. But English is not my <laughs> first uh, uh, language. Actually, French is my first language. So uh, sometimes it takes me time wow. to find the, the exact words that I want to use. So final tips that you should uh, take from this podcast slash live session is one, don't try to be profitable from day one. I think this is the most important tip. If you're breaking even, like I said, it's an amazing place to be. You just need to figure out your way to be profitable. So try to sell, try to get sales because when you get sales, it will pump you up. You will get a positive feeling about it. And it will make you feel that you're moving forward and not going backwards. So even if it means that you're losing money, getting sales is always 
a great feeling. Like you get this notification on your phone, this uh, ka-ching, and you're all happy about it. Even if you yeah. lost money on that sale, you would feel good about it because you got your first sale. So my biggest tip to you guys is Damn. go out there and make sales. Don't waste your time trying to figure out profit and ads and just try to make sales. This is the first tip. Uh, the second one would be the pricing. Don't price your products too expensive or what everyone is doing. You're opening a new store. Imagine it's an offline store. You need to attract people into the store and make them buy your product. So on the first day, you want to give like a huge discount. Try giving out huge discounts. So if the product is selling on the market for $20, give 50% off, like a real 50% off, not like you increase the price to reduce 50% and say like, hey, it's a 50%. <laughs> no, like give a real 50% off kind of offers. And the third thing would be don't rush it. Don't, uh, if you have a, a winning product or if you start to get sales, don't rush the process. I lost thousands of dollars by trying to rush stuff. When I moved from the AliExpress to the agent to the warehouses, I made so many mistakes there. And if I took my time into thinking about what I'm doing, I would probably save so much money. So take your time. Don't, don't rush it. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much. Yeah. Very great tips for sure. Yeah, no, I really appreciate your time, Mordecai. And uh, it's been really great having you on the podcast. It was a pleasure for me to, to be here. And uh, thank you for the invite. And the great intro you did, man. I'm, I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> I had a big smile. It was really awesome, man. Good job. That's awesome. Thank you for watching, guys. Thank you, brother. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Money Talks podcast. It's officially sponsored by Spotify and Anchor FM. Tune in every weekday to Ask BMAC on Tech Money Talks Live. It's at 2 p.m. Central every weekday on YouTube or Facebook. Simply go to youtube.com slash techmoneytalks or go to facebook.com slash techmoneytalks. If you want to learn how to make money with no money, then go to dropshipbyphone.com. Go to dropshipbyphone.com. Be on the fast track to starting your own business. You can work with me personally. It's my dropship funnels done for you service. I work with you one-on-one -on -one to build your own store and get your very own sales fast in dropshipping. You can go to dropshipfunnels.com to find out more information.